after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we are here to talk about TV commercials. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. What's wrong about you, bro? I think I was projecting my insecurities on your soda. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Vives. Hi, Andrew. Coming up today, now you may or may not know this, but today is election day. Yes. Here in the United States of America. That's right. Probably our last good one. Think locally, vote. Globally. Globally. Isn't that what they say? <laughs> That's the, that is the adage. Yes. yes. Anyway, so um, today I am just going to play for you some of the most infuriating campaign commercials from Republicans <laughs> from the past six. No, 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 no. Can no, you no. imagine? Hi, I'm Tiffany Smiley. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid of crime. <laughs> I'm afraid of cities. I'm afraid of cities. That's, um, that's the real truth. All right. No, here's what we're going to do. I was thinking, though, okay, people are casting their ballots, and there is something that brands do from time to time, especially in the digital age, I will say, where they convince us, the consumers, to cast our ballots for some dumb shit they got going on, yeah, right? Some, like some made up, uh, you know, decision on, about their product. Like one that I remember, there's no commercials for this, so I'll use this as an example. It won't be coming up today. But like, I remember when Monopoly decided they were going to yes. get rid of one piece, right? And then yeah. replace it with a new one. And people You're, could vote, right? I, I stand by... What, they get rid of the thimble, maybe? They got maybe? rid of either the thimble or the shoe. They added a cat? And they added a cat. Oh, the internet loves cats. It's so... It was. It felt so bad to me. Like, not because I don't think things can ever change. And I actually thought some of the, some of the other options... If you want to replace an old leather boot or a thimble because it's not a very, like, current... If, like, someone doesn't even know what a thimble mm-hmm. is who's under the age of 40, I get it. But there was something about the picking of the cat that just felt so like Macklemore being the uh, the rally, like the, the, the seventh, seventh inning stretch, stretch song. Music. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah just, just like so short-sighted and like... Just of a very specific moment yeah. and of a very specific voter base that doesn't really like seem like it would stand the test of time. Exactly. I remember there was I mean, a cat is pretty innocuous. It wasn't like a grumpy cat. I'm not saying cats won't stand the test of time. I hope that they do, obviously. You know, they were big in Egypt, too. But it was, you know what I think it was? I wouldn't have even minded that it was a cat, but I didn't like the design of the cat. Like the little Scotty dog that has long been a Monopoly token. Oh, that's right. I forgot I think has that. a cool look. And I wish it had been, like the cat had been more consistent with the style. Yeah. But I don't need to relitigate that here. I'll, I can do that on my podcast Monopoly talk. Well, one of the oh, check that out. Um, <laughs> it's really long. <laughs> I really mo- monopolizing the conversation. Damn it, I <laughs> missed it by a, a second. That would be good. Um, that was not represented in a commercial campaign, I think, and that's kind of the problem with this idea for a show. I had trouble tracking down a lot of these things because when you're a famous brand, especially a legacy brand like Monopoly. Uh, and you do something like this, you don't need to advertise because every like talk radio producer who has a E segment to fill will just throw that in as a topic. It's like such an earned media sure. thing, right? Yeah. Um, especially when you're talking about elimination. But I did find some campaigns for going back to I believe 1980, all the way up until today, of brands asking their customers to vote on things, usually flavors, but sometimes other things as well. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't the shoe; it was the iron. Oh, that's right. That's what was gone. Anyway, uh, in a second here, we'll start going through some of those ad campaigns. Uh, And, of course, we will check in with the Ad Council. There are some new USAA Gronk commercials, and one of them, a a listener sent these in. I had missed them, and I will say, one of them is so good, it made me actually Gronk at the end of it. I I did this bark laugh thing, and it's not Gronk who delivers the winning line of Uh this new commercial. So um, we'll talk about that. Also, of course, we'll check in with my new segment, BT Dubs. I have some Stephen Webb centric commercials from the 90s to play for you that I found on the VHS oh, you know, I'm a Weber head. You are. Well, ever since Sleep Easy Hunch Rhymes, you've always been kind of really into into Stephen Webber, I believe. True. Yeah. 
I, I see that more as a Swoozy Kurtz vehicle, but we don't have to get into that debate again. Want to take a stab at who this musician is from the 1980s? Um, Let me give you a hint. You'll never get it. <laughs> Let me give you a hint. He is a member of a much, much, much more popular band, but this was a solo song he did called Vote, I encouraging people to vote Ronald Reagan out of office. It didn't work. I don't know who. Little Steven. Oh, I should have. Yeah. Should you have? I, I mean, mean, I honestly did think like, well, maybe the E Street Band. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's what that music is. All right, let's get going here. I feel like Who I've been meandering too that's much. That's Silvio. That's exactly. That's it was, Silvio for you. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I did a little reading about that you think, song. You think Silvio was a Reaganite? He, I think that... He, I mean, I yes, feel, I, yes, I, I do. Feel like, I yeah. feel like, yeah, I feel like um, Reagan's sort of... Uh, bootstrap trickle down policies would appeal to a mobster i think so i, I mean i was gonna say probably apolitical like i could see like those you know jersey mobsters being more like oh like they're all just a bunch everybody's on the take you know what i mean because yeah. you do have the intersection with the unions as well and then you know what i mean it gets complicated i'm not ready to have that conversation today <laughs> Ma, uh, jersey the jersey mob and american politics that's right that's a, that's a pretty good phd i think um so i'm going to start with a lays campaign lays in the um 2000 teens started something called do us a flavor yeah which i remember is, that you know i love a i love a good pun i don't know that that really fits what they were trying to do here the flavor they were asking us to do for them i will say as someone who has to come up with a pun based mm -hmm. title for a show every week um i'm i'm there for it yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it's, it's, it's pretty close to it's being close to being on the nose but right? they only had to come up with yeah i mean do as a flavor they are asking for you to submit flavors and then vote on them yeah so i was just looking at um these are a few of my favorite things. See, that's pretty good right there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I help it. I was trying it. to come up with some other ones. Um, <laughs> so anyway, what they did was it started not as a voting thing. It started as like kind of a, hey, we're looking to make new Lay's potato chip flavors. Submit your best idea for a flavor, right? And we'll, we'll hear a couple of commercials illustrating this here in a second. And then once they got it down to like their favorite finalists then the did consumers they really could use, vote were the yeah. finalists really from consumers i remember this was big around the time i well i was a talk radio producer and i remember like doing this segment and then being like i'm so hungry for like i can't remember what flavor chip i was very excited about they had reuben flavors yeah, I remember that. Um, they were really leaning into they wanted to be sort of regional yeah. i think as well i think they might have had biscuits and gravy although i, I remember the be biscuits and gravy okay that's you can confirm that i can so, confirm that let me start by playing you I'm, this went across several years. They had various, you know, they, they brought this back a couple of times. Um, in 2014, they introduced it or this generation of it, uh, of the contest in a jingle. And this jingle is so infuriating <laughs> for one reason, which you will hear about midway through. And it's you're just like, OK, 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 what? Take a listen to this. It's no surprise that ice cream cones are yummy as can be. We're bacon double cheeseburgers, no one will disagree. But if you take a tasty treat and make it something else, wouldn't it be yummy as a chip? If you're inspired, what? here's the deal. Why did it not rhyme? I Everything don't know. else rhymes except for the part where. Does, do they come back or is it like A, B, A, B, C, you know, A, B, A, B, C? You've caught me on that before where I've made fun of somebody's rhyme and then I kind of missed it. I don't think so. Here, I'm going to hit play on this again. Like, everything in here rhymes except for the part the because then do they, do the they end key, on dip the key 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 part of the song is they just lay a unrhyming chip down the music stops and they just have yeah. an, uh, it is it's it, but we need to hear the all whole right, here, thing take a listen i could be it's wrong. no surprise that ice cream cones are yummy as can be we're bacon double cheeseburgers no one will disagree but if you take a tasty treat and make it something else wouldn't it be yummy as a chip? If you're inspired, here's the deal. The folks at Lay's make chick dreams real. And if your flavor beats the others, you could win a million dollars. Wouldn't it be yummy? Wouldn't it be yummy as a chip? Submit your potato chip flavor ideas at dousaflavor.com. The only thing they do is they come back with chip again at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's kind of they kind of punked out though. They definitely but, that definitely could have used a, a little punching up. They couldn't find one thing that rhymes with chip. There's it's, a there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. Blip. <laughs> 
Dip. Snip. Dip goes right along with chips. That's why chips and dip is a whole yes. thing. Yes. Uh, so I found that I found that to be a very uh, frustrating, I guess. I don't know, misstep by them in this jingle. Um, now let's skip ahead to 2015. This is a commercial advertising the four finalists and asking you to vote on them. I wish I, you know, could you Google something for me, Vives? Do you have yeah. your computer there? While we listen to this commercial, could you, I think this is going to be tough, but could you find a list of all of the do us a flavor flavors that actually became realities? I would love to, you and I just talk about um, which ones we would, pick overall but here take a listen to that this were, that were suggested or that were actually made that were actually made because here in this one you have New York Reuben um, you have a gyro chip you have truffle fry flavored chips and uh, I think maybe the biscuit I can't see here what the what the fourth one's going to be but here take a listen to this commercial from 2015 your do us a flavor finalists are here introducing glazed southern biscuits and gravy Lay's Kettle Cooked Greek Town Euro. Mm. Lay's New York Reuben. Mm-hmm. And Lay's Wavy West Coast Truffle Fries. Try all four and vote to save your favorite. Notice how they, they're really leaning into the regionality of it. It's like yes. West Coast truffle fries. Is that a West Coast thing necessarily? I, I do think that's a West Coast thing. Um, I've never had them. I, I don't rem- Well, I haven't lived on the East Coast in a long time, in fairness, but... West truffle fries are huge out here. Yeah. I don't really like them. I a don't little, think I would go A little for that. bit of truffle oil goes a long way with me, and and when you get them on a fry, it's just like on a whole thing of fries, it's too much. But out I would of, I definitely associate it with the West Coast. Out of these four that we just heard, I'd be, I'd be, I'd totally get rid of the truffle fries. I have yeah. no desire to even try it. Knock I would be out. curious about the biscuits and gravy. I'd be curious about of the those, gyro. The biscuits and gravy were pretty bland. Really? Yeah, because the big thing with biscuits and gravy, which I love, yeah. is texture. Yeah. I think you take out the texture of the biscuit and you're left with just salt. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Reuben and the gyro, I'm very interested in. I would probably pick the Reuben to stay and I would probably try the gyro. But like, what a great yeah. what a great way to get people I, I, to just to buy a bunch of bags of your stuff. Buy a bunch of bags, <laughs> talk about it. Yeah. I mean, what do we talk about when we get together with our friends? We mostly talk ad nauseum about which condiments we do and do not like that is true i was at a bar uh bathroom issues and people's bathroom issues which it's harder to comes in a quick number it comes (laughs) in as a number two (laughs) number two with a bullet yeah (laughs) Yeah. um but i was at a i was at the bar with watching the seahawks game with our friend camaro kev uh last week and uh we were talking for probably the 100th time about condiments and which ones we do and don't like because we uh, had ordered some food and then he went up to order more food and the bartender he started to say I only want barbecue sauce with that and she said I know I heard you guys talking and you're across the room at the <laughs> table the room. <laughs> <laughs> bartenders hear everything and that is such a mortifying thing to realize I know um, good thing we don't go to bars often <laughs> um, all right M&M's did something kind of similar actually you know what yeah, okay, we'll start with this one. This I couldn't find a, a, comprehensive find a comprehensive list, I'm sorry. I'm sure there's a comprehensive list of all the different flavors see, they've tried over the years, but I would I would like to know I see cheesy garlic bread and wasabi ginger, which didn't... I kind of remember those. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a ginger person. I'm not a big ginger person I feel like either. it makes me unsophisticated. In the same way that I don't really like... I, I mean, I don't hate it, but like I don't seek out matcha flavor, which is like the green tea flavor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, Kit Kats have a... Have there's, a, a there's a green tea yeah. Kit Kat... Um, there are all these flavors that I feel like, especially women, uh, like sort of women of my milieu, if you will, um, really love and like mochi ice cream and stuff. And like, you can miss me with all that. I'm just a plain old dirt bag. I just want dirt bag food. What's mochi? It's these, it's like this um, rice flour, um, like gelatinous gummy thing that has like ice cream in the middle. It's like a mm. Japanese thing, I think. Mm. Um. Anyway, I'm it does just, sort of remind me of like just so, give me a give me a push pop or a drumstick or whatever comes out of a truck that has a turkey in the straw playing. Yeah, there's some like local um, 
kind of boutique ice cream chain um, yeah. here in Seattle. And like you go in there and it's like, do you want lavender wisp? Yeah. Or, and I'm just like, no, I want chunky chocolate? monkey. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't even know this what that chunk- is, but I probably chun- want chunky. This chunky monkey would like some chunky monkey. <laughs> right, exactly. Because this monkey's got to stay chunky. This is a very quick commercial that's not going to make a lot of sense if you can't see it. So enjoy this, everybody. Now, this is just 15 seconds of... Um, in M&M's campaign from 2016, they were going to introduce a new flavor. And they just go through three of them here really quickly. They start with Honey Nut. And you see one of these... Am- amp- what is wrong with me? <laughs> Anthropomorphic? <laughs> yes, I was replacing the N with an M and then I was getting really confused. Anthropo- anthropomorphic? <laughs> I don't know what just happened to me. <laughs> Do you just have a mini stroke? I, well, I just... I, I was like, I, I know... I say the word... It is a little bit hard to say for me because I'm not a great talker. Anthropomorphized is what I was going to say. But then as I went to say it, I was like, oh, it's am. I thought it was a.m. And then suddenly my mouth couldn't make those noises anyway. So it's got the little M&M characters, right? There's three of them. And they show one of them eating the honey nut flavor. And as they do that, a bunch of bees attacks them because it's honey. What you is know, a honey nut. I, I think honey, yeah, because you have honey nut Cheerios. Like, yeah, which honey I nut Cheerios is, just... is like a kiss of honey and a kiss of like nutty flavor. I'm okay, sure, I know? mean, when you say it like that, it seems obvious. Sure, but there's no such thing as a honey nut. <laughs> right. if your, if I guess that, that is what I was asking. We have a honey nut list. <laughs> is... Honey, you're nuts. If you think I'm going to do that? <laughs> Let's just get out of here. That's as good as it gets today. <laughs> Oh my god! Yes, we are sober, by the way. Or at least I am. I don't know what Genevieve's been up to all day. Uh, they also have something called coffee nut, which I would agree, coffee also nut. Also not real. But I think that might be like your nuts about coffee, sort of. Uh, and so you see, like, oh, I guess it's the same. Oh, well, M&M. maybe your nuts about honey. <laughs> so you see the same Eminem character, and he's like all caffeinated out. And then finally, they show you the chili nut flavor, which is some sort of super. Oh, the hot... nut is just a meaningless. Uh, uh... Now I guess it is. You know Addition. what? I, I What's wonder the if word these I'm are, looking for? You know, a these, suffix. These might all be peanut M&Ms and these oh, are that the makes flavors. Sense. Yeah. Now that I'm sort of like looking at this now. Anyway, it's 15 seconds. It's stupid. Take a listen. New Honey Nut M&Ms. Bees not include. New Coffee Nut M&Ms. Nah, they won't make you shake. New Chili Nut M&Ms. Your mouth will not catch fire. Try them all and vote for your favorite. I can't remember. Oh, wait, hold on. I Other than I, the no, coffee, no. those all sound gross to me. Coffee sounds good. Um, coffee Nut did win. Yeah. I feel like that was the deck was heavily stacked in favor of Coffee Nut. Um, M&M's going back about six years before that in 2010, M&M's had another voting thing. But this was not about like a new flavor. It was just stupid. It was like. What, who's your favorite M&M's character? As if we have a favorite. Like you have the, I think it starts with blue M&M yeah. and he's like campaigning. I on, assume none on, of the above was not an option. No, I don't think so. Reese's Pieces was not an option. Um, you have a blue peanut and he's like kind of campaigning behind a podium. Then you have a, a red peanut and he's literally on a little soapbox outside a polling place. Who's ever um, heard of a blue peanut M&M? That's not a character we know. Or maybe these aren't peanuts. These are just M&M's. Well, the well, the the yellow one is the peanut. Did I say peanut? Why are you stuck on the peanut thing? You said peanut. Did I say peanut? I'm sorry. They're all just M&M. <laughs> okay. I don't remember saying peanut. Peanut was well, the last commercial. Because the red one is famously the... the Billy West? Billy West, and it's the plain chocolate M&M. Okay, yeah. Then bl- yellow is J.K. Simmons, and it's the, the dumb peanut one. Why is the peanut one dumb? And then Get a peanut for a brain. And then the sexy one. I'm sorry. The the fun, cool lady one is the uh, green one. And she's very sexy in this one, by the way. She's still got the yeah. go-go boots yeah, on. Yeah, no, no. Tucker Carlson still, would love this green m M&M m because she's saying, she says, gentlemen, it's all about the polls. And she's in the back of an m M&M. and She says it's all about working the polls. And she th- blows a kiss out the window to some supporters while she's in the back of an e- of a, le- a limousine, and then you have I the really p- I have I'm so sad to tell you that when you said working the polls, well, I really had a different image. I was wondering brain. if we should. I was wondering if we should talk about that because I was wondering if it was a double entendre. You have the yellow peanut. He's in a racy. city street somewhere, and he's just like really dumb. He's like I don't know where I stand on the issues. I stand here, and then you have the orange M M&M, and M, which. 
Did you know there was an orange M&M? Is and if that, so, what do you think its personality is? Is it the David Cross one? I don't know who does the voice, but he's apparently scared. He's on a tarmac, uh, like kind of greeting supporters like um, uh, from an airplane, but then is like kind of shrinking out of sight because he doesn't want to run. Just take a listen to this. I've explained it all. I've stolen all the jokes. I've ruined the commercial. Ask what your chocolate can do for you. Vote on one issue this election. Me. Boys, it's all about work in the polls. Where do I stand on the issues? Right here. When I said I would run, I meant away. Vote for your favorite M&M's character at MMS.com and you can win $50,000. So no. really you're just entering a contest to win $50,000. I, I guess. guess so, yeah. Also, no one's ever heard of the orange or the blue one. Those yeah. Those are not characters. The orange one was just like, he said I wanted to run away. I don't know why yeah. he's so scared. He didn't have to run. He wasn't the David Cross character. David Cross played, um, when they did a like a caramel style oh, M&M, right. yeah, he yeah. played a, a, one of those square caramels that's wrapped in plastic. Who would you vote for here? Oh, God. I don't like you any of You had the blue them. one. You said what your country can but do for you. The blue one's nothing. The blue one is not a character. Well, that sounds like they're erasure to me. And then you have the red it. one. The blue is like literally an also ran. I mean, honestly, I don't want... I mean, I can't vote here. I'm going to have to do a write-in. I'll vote for the sexy green one. I'm going to write in um, David Cross's uh, caramel. caramel one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know who won. Doesn't matter. Okay, 2016. Back to 2016. Mountain Dew. Hey, if you guys have been enjoying how stupid I am on this particular episode of ATM, you're really going to love this one because this has three <laughs> NASCAR guys in it, and I don't know who's who or what their personalities are or what the hell is Their personality is, really is NASCAR. Their personality is NASCAR. I do know because they say his name. Dale is the main guy, so that must be Dale. Earnhardt. Rogers the third no yeah this must be dale earnhardt jr and we see him in his house right now there's a competition going on between mountain dew baja blast and mountain dew pitch black mountain dew wanted us the consumers to vote for which one of those to keep around apparently mm-hmm. um i would have voted for baja blast who I've been, wouldn't i've been wanting the other to tr- one looks like a like an elixir that kills you in a sci-fi movie. I'm pretty sure that um, that Pitch Black is the one that actually won. It was 2016. It was a dark time. It was the darkest time. Um, and uh, do you know that... I, well, you do know this, Genevieve. But dear listener, do you know that I finally was at the store one day, maybe, I don't know, five months ago... And I saw a Mountain Dew Baja Blast. And I'm like, damn it, yes, I'm going to try this thing. I've never tried a Baja Blast. It, it appeals to me. I bring it home. I take a sip. tastes a little bit like chemicals. And I'm like, it's a Mountain Dew Zero. Yeah. Mountain Dew Zeros are the hardest thing to dis- to distinguish They're, a zero based so on the label. They are so bad. It's so hard to see the zero, which one you're getting on Mountain Dew. I agree. The branding is terrible. I also wonder if they're selling more Mountain Dew Zero than regular these days. I don't know. But in this commercial, so again, sorry to overexplain this, but I feel like it calls for it. There's two different flavors of Mountain Dew. Baja Blast, right. Pitch Black. Dale Earnhardt is at his home. He's dressed casually in jeans and a t-shirt. But in front of him are two of his race car colleagues and they're dressed up as race car drivers, right? Like they're in their uniforms or whatever you would call it. And according to the um, description here, it is um, Chase Elliott and Casey Kahn duke it out. One of them has more uh, green in his outfit and he's going for the Baja Blast and the other one has more black in his outfit and he's uh, he's trying to get him to vote for the pitch black. And they're trying to... I don't know if Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s vote is worth more than mine, but they're both trying to convince Dale to vote for their favorite Well, he's a, be a tiebreaker in this scenario. I guess maybe. So what he does is he puts them to work around his house. He makes them suck up to him through tasks. <laughs> tasks. So, you want me to vote for your flavor? Baja Blast. Pitch Black. Well then, what are you gonna do for me? He gives him two to-do lists. Hey! It's their honey nut list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. So one of them is mowing the, the one of them's chopping it's wood. It's just chores. Then one of them's mowing the lawn. What does Dale say? Hey, you missed a spot. Oh, hilarious. Whoa. Only I wash my car. 
So, well, was it on the list or not, Dale? Yeah, but then we see that um, Dale takes this guy, this other driver, I don't know, and he's downgraded to washing his really muddy 4x4 or like trail runner thing. ATV, I think. ATV. All his work's making me thirsty. Dale gets a vote, and so do you. Decision 2016. Only one flavor state. The jokes in that are so bad. Like saying, hey, you missed a spot while you're mowing, and then watching somebody work and saying, all this work, it makes me thirsty. You know what that is? That's a Garfield cartoon from 1983. It absolutely is. Like, uh, like a junior comedy writer from How I Met Your Mother or mm-hmm. whatever could like punch that up in a second. Um, what do you think about Decision? It's called Decision 2016. I like it. I'm <laughs> you're there. It. You're here for I'm, it. I mean, I'm fine with it. Yeah. What about you, Pun Meister? Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's hitting my ear weird. <laughs> I figured that Subway, the sandwich shop, must have had something like this. Like, vote for your favorite sandwich. I couldn't really find anything. Except for this very specific one, announcing the winner in a very specific part of the country. The people of West Michigan have spoken, and Subway restaurants heard us loud and clear. Once the votes were all counted, one delicious sub prevailed over all the others. And that sub is the Italian BMT. If you voted for the Italian BMT, then you, good citizen, are officially a winner. (laughs) Actually, we're all winners, because now through June 30th, a six-inch Italian BMT is just three bucks. Stop by any participating Subway restaurant today and experience the sweet taste of victory with a six-inch Italian BMT for just three bucks. Subway, eat fresh. Thanks, people of West Michigan. Of Western (laughs) Michigan specifically. It has the look of a national campaign. It's a fairly well done, like it's it's just a lot of like... um, what they call it, dynamic text and stuff, yeah. but it's well, de- like it's well designed and well executed. I I bet you they did that around the country, and this is just one that they I just happened to find because Michigan people aren't like saving. I, I, it seems that way, right? I couldn't find any information about I, it. I wouldn't be shocked to hear that that's that's the deal. Yeah, were you shocked to hear that it was the BMT that won? No, um, I think the BMT is like it's a pretty classic Subway sub, um, and it's I don't eat pork, but it like. As as those uh, as they're like pre-made pre, kind of like the ones that you just like that you just say I want that versus like customizing it. I can I think that's got the widest appeal. I know that the like the chicken like the or the the meatball is like kind of another classic one, but that's a bit more of an acquired taste. Like everybody loves a cold cut. Do you know why it's called the BMT? I do feel like I knew this once upon a time because you often order the BMT. I often do. And they now say it stands for biggest, meatiest, temperaturist, uh, (laughs) tastiest, biggest, meatiest, tastiest. But I believe the origin, and I was told this by the adult son. It has to do with subway subway systems. The adult son. The large adult son. Of a Minnesota-based franchisee of a subway I mean, I think that's an unimpeachable or source. Two, said that at one point when Subway was much small, was a much smaller organization. Everything on their menu was named after stops on the subway line. I assume in New York City. Yeah. Uh, and BMT was one of them, and I don't know why. Right. Um, but then everything got kind of phased Maybe out. Maybe it was in like the Italian neighborhood. <laughs> I mean, it must stand for something, right? Some neighborhood, yeah. some some streets or some intersections. So anyway, I believe that's it. And then it got phased out. And now they just say it stands for biggest, meatiest, tastiest or tallest or whatever I said before. Um, yeah. So anyway, I just want to throw that one in there. It's very underwhelming. How about this from Gushers, 1996? Now we're getting some early voting. Like this is pre-internet, right? I feel like the internet really brought about a lot more of these like, hey, make your voice heard, you know, vote. Because you also have like the, well, you can have people going to your website and driving traffic in that way, or you could leverage social media obviously. But this was 1996, and this was aimed at kids. It was for a new, I think it was a new Gushers flavor. This is, as you'd expect from a Gushers commercial, this is a a subtle approach to advertising. Now there's something big inside Gushers. A chance to vote for the new Gushers flavor. Will coconut make you flip your lid? Will super hot light your fire? Should we spike him with cactus? Just check your faith flavor in the bursting ballot and send. You can vote, vote, vote till the mailbox is bursting. Will it be catfish that reels you in? Yeah. Gushers fruit snacks. What's your fave flavor? It's all on your head. Can we okay. go back Another- and look at the list of the ones that they had? They have a there's a 
quick shot of like what which ones you can check off. Yes, and I want to do that. And then there's another exercise I want to do with this, and I, um, I was going to do this as well. So if you pause it on there, you see a lot of these are there just to like be silly. Exactly, kiwi strawberry. That's a silly one. Who would like <laughs> kiwi and strawberry together? Bubble gum, lemon lime, passion fruit, scrambled eggs. What? What? Watermelon something? L- uh, lemonade. Lemonade. Green apple, cactus, strawberry, banana, or catfish. So I think catfish, scrambled eggs, and cactus are all obviously just joke entries. Although some people do eat cactus. Not children who eat gushers. This is the Burstyn ballot we're looking at here. Actually, could this be our show pick maybe? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, And... I, you know, if you're a if you're a gross kid in the '90s, wouldn't yeah. you vote for catfish or scrambled eggs? Like, wouldn't you like want to see like what they do with that? I mean, kids kids do funny things sometimes, um, and like Bodie McBoatface did win a Ugh, contest yeah. once. But um, I think that in general, also like. I don't know what the laws are vis-a-vis the burst and ballot, but I suspect that gushers can just do whatever they want in terms of making their flavor that they, you know, like they probably. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I don't want to say like I don't want to say that the You're election, saying the gusher Supreme the Court is going to push through. Wasn't real. You but... think the gusher Supreme Court is going to tell them to stop counting ballots? <laughs> I think it's possible that this one might have been in the bag before they sent out any ballots. Are you saying that the what do they call the ballot? The burst. I'm a burst in ballot. Are you saying the burst in ballot has hanging chads? <laughs> What are you saying? No, I'm an election denier when it comes to the burst and um, Okay, listen, I'm going to do one more thing here. I'm going to play the commercial all the way through one more time. And I want to say, the person who does this voiceover is obviously not really like this in real life. It's an over-the-top read for children. Sure. But, you st- and maybe this is because I've known some people in my life who do voiceover work, the person, the actor who did this voiceover work is a real person. He was able to get it up to do this. Right. Here's the exercise I want you to all go on with me here. Just imagine having dinner with the guy who did this commercial. Okay. Now there's something big inside Gushers. A chance to vote for the new Gushers flavor. Will coconut make you flip your lid? You know he's doing these voices at dinner. Super hot lights your fire? Should we spike him with cactus? That one right there. That uh, uh, who does it? That's um, oh, that's spike him with cactus. It reminds me of that um, who's that really misogynistic radio host? Uh, Tom Likas. Likas. Yeah, yeah, he's almost doing a Tom Likas there. And again, I know that this is a job he was paid to do, but, but the this people is a guy, who can get it up oh, to yes. do this and who do like who slips into a Jamaican accent like that, you know that he's leaving little bits of this around in Absolutely. his daily life. This right? guy is always in a show. He's always doing bits and it's exhausting for everyone. Yes, and if he is listening to the show, I'm just joking. Okay, now, prove me wrong, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on and be normal. Take me to dinner. You're buying. <laughs> And be normal for once in your goddamn life. I don't know what's wrong with us today. Um, This is the earliest example I could find. It's going back to 1980, and it's Trix Cereal. And they're asking kids to fill out kind of a ballot that's on the back of the the, um, cereal box. But all they want you to vote on is yes or no. Should the rabbit get to have some tricks. Oh, wow. Real up or down. Sort of a, a prop, <laughs> yeah. prop one, prop whatever for a right. trick cereal. So. It's too easy to get on the ballot for tricks, I think. I know? think this is, I think this is interesting. So the bunny rabbit all, or the tricks rabbit or whatever, he always wants tricks, but he's always denied yeah. it, right? Which we've talked about before as being yeah, sort of Kafka-esque. Yeah, like if the, you know, there's a lot, it's mass produced. Yeah. Like, you're not going to eat the whole box, kids. Like, Just let him have some cereal, unless it's, like, uniquely bad for rabbits. Yeah, like, maybe make some shit. You know how, like, yeah. the, like the, the cats are always trying to get into, like, the ca- our, our cats, are, especially our older cat, like, loves milk. Like, she will, if I leave a glass with, mm-hmm. like, a drop of milk in the bottom, she will get in there. Um, and it's very bad for her, and mm-hmm. she'll, like, vomit and, and stuff, so... I mean, maybe it's like that. I don't know. Maybe you, the kids are looking out for the rabbit. They're not just trying to Yeah, but to then they need to their... communicate that better, that this is for the rabbit. It's like, we love good. you. Like, yeah. yeah. We um, love you. We want you to live. 
this is interesting because you will hear the tricks rabbit here, but you don't see him because he is on the phone. He has called this little girl in her kitchen and he's trying to convince her to vote yes in this election. I shit you not. I actually find this pretty adorable. I just noticed he says, hi, nice kid. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hello? Hi, nice kid. This is the Tricks Rabbit. Asking you to vote yes for me to get a bowl of delicious fruit flavored tricks. How adorable is that little girl? She's like, she's looking at us, I guess. Yeah. I talked to us and she kind of like, while the rabbit's talking, she points to the phone like very, an adult. Like an adult says, does. It's the rabbit. It's the rabbit. That was a re- That's She's doing some really good acting here. Actually, point of order. How yeah. does the rabbit know it likes tricks? It must have had tricks at some point. At some point, there were tricks. That, I'd, I'd write that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like the first, like... He's tr- he's chasing this Trix dragon, right? right? But yeah. when did he get the first taste? Yeah, yeah, exactly. probably in the seventies. Hello, hi, nice kid. This is the Trix rabbit. Asking you to vote yes for me to get a bowl of delicious fruit flavored tricks. Tricks? I'm having it as part of this good nutritious breakfast. Huh? Well, I can too if you vote yes. I'm voting no. But mm. I love tricks because they're raspberry red, lemon yellow, orange, orange. Sorry, silly rabbit. I'm voting no. Tricks are for kids. Boy, did I get a wrong number? See, there. It's not. I, forget anything we just said about his health. They are insistent about tr- tricks being for kids. Yeah, this is not about his health. This is. Just, they just this feel is just like about being sort of like. This is about ownership mm-hmm. and control. I think that little girl does a great she's job. A, she's I was a good looking actress, to see if yeah. she grows up to be like a famous actor that we and might that know. And that little girl was Kate Blanchett. <laughs> In 1980. <laughs> uh, let's see. We... I mean, it was 40 years ago. Yeah, but how old is Kate Blanchett? Well, not that much older than 45 or whatever, however old, well, that, however old that little girl is. I was just looking. Wait, she was. She was born in Australia? Is she Australian? I guess so. It says Australian actor right in her bio. Oh, I didn't know that. Let's see. So she was born in 1969. So in 1980, she would have been 19 years old. Okay. Or, or no, so no. Uh, do I have that wrong? Let's see. 70. She would have been 11. She would have been 11. Oh, I, I was pretty off. Okay. I had her as being But still, that little that. girl wasn't 11. She wasn't 11, but I, I thought she'd be like at And least that a little girl was Drew Barrymore. It was Drew Barrymore. Okay. What am I doing? I feel like I'm really ruining the show today. No, it's a loose one uh, for sure. Let's get to the part of the show where we get meta, right? We've already had the brands asking us to vote for our favorite flavors or characters or what have you. Now the brands want us to vote for our favorite advertisements it all comes around i'm thinking here specifically of hulu back in 2011 they started something called hulu ad zone it's not around anymore i tried to go there it's a dead end don't try it oh no um but what they had they had a website it was like on hulu basically it was like a special page on hulu where leading up to the super bowl and during the super bowl um you could watch all of the the super bowl ads or at least the teasers for the ads anything that they had access to at that point and then they wanted you to vote for your favorite commercial that year right um and this is an ad for people to vote on ads and so in this hulu ad we see a bunch of people like they're kind of like scenes of friends watching the Super Bowl, but instead of wearing the usual like jerseys because they're rooting for some team or another, these are people who are dressed up like some of their favorite commercial characters. Like okay. we see this um, trio of youngish people, probably in their twenties, and they're all dressed up like the Coca Cola Bears. But the, you the notice polar bears. you don't actually see the name Coca Cola on anything because this is an ad for a sure. Hulu website. But you see they're all holding bottles of cola with red squares on which it, is, quite which, obviously with the uh, with the actual logo uh carefully obscured yes now can you tell me what i can't even tell what okay so you have some, some m&ms, M&Ms here. some guys uh, or some folks dressed up like the m&ms characters i can't tell what this one is okay so they're all wearing like orange and yellow and there's like a greek it looks like sort of like a fraternity or sorority Greek, uh, and they're sort of like toga party. So it's like toga party esque, but, but also one of them is dressed up like some sort of like an ancient football player, as if that were a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, this is from 2011, so they're spoofing some campaign from that time. They've got tortilla chips, 
is that part of it? I mean, I was kind of wondering at first if it was the <laughs> or guac. Or is that just a snack? It's not the, they're all in uh, tones of orange and yellow. Okay, let's move on from that. Yeah, That's annoying. Yeah, I'm, now, I'm this just... next one is interesting because you have a bunch of people dressed up in like red shirts and one of them actually says Toyota and has the actual Toyota logo. So yeah. there must have been some sort of partnership there. Although I don't know what these people are supposed to be or what the iconic um, commercial would be for Toyota. And I, I, you know, these people who are dressed in the, yellows and it's oranges chips it's chips and cheese right isn't this guy a big cheese head i guess like chips and queso yeah is there some big queso commercial i don't know but those are the main parties we see here right. and i'll just let the voiceover do the rest on sunday february 2nd one will rise above the rest <laughs> yes a victor will emerge Champion will be crowned. Hey, we're oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Hulu Adzo, vote your favorite ad to victory. Okay, I understand the chips one now. Mm-hmm. This is a very confusing premise that they have had to, and needle that they've had to thread here, because other than Toyota, which for some reason signed off on its brand being used. What you have are three very famous products, M&M's, Coca-Cola, and Doritos. That Doritos, all, that all do, right, um, okay. Super Bowl ads. But they yes. have clearly not gotten permission to use Coca-Cola, M&M's, or Doritos by name. So they have had to use a bunch of signifiers to say, so like when they show people voting for M&M's, they're just voting for candy And the Doritos are called soda. chips, yeah. And, and the then Doritos the other called, one is Toyota, though. But so, then, like, so Toyota they have some partnership. With they have Toyota. one partnership yeah. with Toyota. Everything else is just like, you know who we're talking about. Wink. Right. right. Um. So it is funny, but like the Doritos one was this, like Coca Cola. The bottle is so iconic. Like you get close enough with, and the polar bears are iconic. The the candy one, the the colors like really tell the story, and like the they have the and the ampersand mm-hmm. on their on their chest. Doritos is a little bit of a harder story to yeah. tell with just costumes. So they they do a lot of work of having a guy in a giant chip costume dunk into a a baby pool full of orange dust. Powdered cheese, yeah. Now, in 2011, I don't think that commercial we just watched was from 2011 because that was for like the, it specifically said that was Ad Zone 4, you know, in the style of Super Bowl, whatever. Yeah. Um, is but- that the one where they have to fly around the world backwards until the... Time I reverses. think that was Ad Zone 3. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Um, actually, you know what? Which Superman does that happen? Is that number one or two? I think it's one. It is one or two. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, in 2011, I think that was the first year that they um, launched this thing. Do you want to? I, I want to see if you remember these commercials. The number one winner in 2011 was for Volkswagen's commercial called The Force. Do you remember that one? Yes, I do. Yes. It was a classic. There's no need for me to play the audio because it's a whole minute and there's. But can I describe it? Yep. Let me see how well I can describe it. Yeah, tell the story of the. Of the the uh, story Volkswagen of, Toyo- of Volkswagen Colon the Force is this. There's a little boy who's obsessed with Darth Vader and he's always dressing up like Darth Vader and he's a really cute little kid. And he's always trying to do the Darth Vader hands where mm-hmm. they like uses the force to do something bad or, you know, powerful or whatever. And at one point he goes and like does the hands on the family car and the dad using like a remote control, like from the background, like turns the car on and the little kid is like startled. Suddenly it works. Suddenly it, my powers work. The worked. whole commercial is him it's going around cute. the house trying yeah. to move things with his hands and he just looks more and more dejected. And yeah. you never see the kid's face because he's fully dressed up like he's Darth got, Vader. But the, but but there's the helmet some, keeps tipping There's lower. some really good acting, some yeah. good physical acting from the kid who just is looking like frustrated and sad and your heart breaks. Yeah. At one point. What you, a good ad that I haven't seen that thing in yeah. years and I was immediately able to call the whole thing to mind. Except I couldn't have told you what brand of car it was. Yeah, me neither. I wouldn't have remembered that either. Now, the number two winner in 2011 was something called uh, Karma from Bridgestone Tires. Do you have any recollection of this? I'll tell you this. I did not. I feel like I saw this for the first time today. I don't remember by the name. I'll be interested to see if I recognize the ad. Okay, so I'm going to set this up. I'm not going to tell you what happens at the end because I want you to watch this closely, Genevieve, and tell me if you can figure out what goes on. Because it took me two watchings for me to understand what happens at the end. But it's a it, two-watcher. It's a two-watcher. <laughs> it's a way homer <laughs> if you have a TV in your car. 
you see a um, beaver crossing the street yep. with like a stick in its mouth, Got a stick right? In its mouth. Um, and it's like kind of a very rural road, right? And then a car with some guy with kind of nerdy glasses is driving quickly down the road, and then he sees this um, he sees this critter and he slams on his brake, and 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 nothing bad comes of it, but the little critter looks at him through the window and sort of gives him like a whoo. Yeah, like thank you. And the guy just kind of keeps on driving, right? Okay. But then later on, I'm assuming much later, same man is driving down the same road. He's just approaching a bridge, by the way. That's very important where he has this encounter. It's just getting to a bridge. Mm -hmm. Later on, he's driving down this road, only it's dark and very, very, very stormy. And the beaver cuts down a tree that falls right in front of the car. And once again, this guy has to slam on his brakes. This is the first time. Okay, so he misses the beaver. Oh, everyone's relieved. Now, six okay. months later. It literally says six months later. And he looks ahead and he realizes that the bridge has been torn out. The, the tree actually saved the him. And then look. And then the beaver does the, like, pounds the chest. Pounds the chest and gives him a... So in other words, the beaver is so thankful that this guy didn't hit him and kill him six months earlier yeah. that the beaver chopped down a tree. At first, I thought it was a revenge fantasy. Right. Like, no, the beaver knows the car the, can you stop. You scared the hell out of me. And now I'm going to get you by putting a tree in front of your path. But no, he felled this tree, the beaver did, to stop this guy from driving. And he knows that, the, he knows that the, the car can stop in time because exactly. he remembers. To before the guy goes, you know, over this bridge, which is just being washed out by the storm. I feel pretty sure that I've seen that before, but it mm. didn't stay with me the way the force did. You like Mayhem, right? Not just the concept, but the Dean Winters character. I like Mayhem in all its forms. <laughs> in all the Allstate uh, commercials. You well, know how there are like uh, Order Muppets and Chaos Muppets? Yeah. I'm a Mayhem Muppet. You are a Mayhem, which is a Chaos Muppet. It's just another But word. like turned up. There's a very famous turned line from a, from a song... Um, Mayhem Muppet is just another word for being a chaos Muppet, I believe. Is Do I have that right? What are, what is it, what are you referencing? <laughs> trying to reference me and Bobby McGee. Never mind. Let's just move on. Um, this is a bad campaign, though. I think. Maybe I'm wrong. You, you tell me. Okay. So this is, the year is 2016. A lot of these were 2016. Yeah. Did you notice that? Well, it, I mean, it was, oh, it would have been a big year. election right. yeah, year. Yeah, of course. So. That makes sense. So you have Dean Winters in all of these. And he is about, you know, as as mayhem, and he's about to do something. He introduces himself as somebody's very specific name, and then he's about to do something that sounds like it's going to be a calamity. But it turns out that these are real world stories that people have written in about things that they've done that are like mayhem in their okay, lives. Okay, so they're sort of like taking a page from the Hall of Claims. Yes, but they don't actually follow through. They want you to vote on which one of these you want to see turned into an actual commercial. Okay. Just occurred to me now, I don't know which one wins, but I was able to track down four of these. So you see on the screen, like this first one was submitted by somebody named Chris Birch. And um, we see mayhem and he is like... It's May... Hem. Didn't I just say that? Nope. You said mayhem again. A mayhem is something you eat <laughs> at, at Easter. Easter. <laughs> um, anyway, here, I, I think that I think mayhem will explain this <laughs> good enough. I'm Chris Birch, DIY plumber. Licensed and bonded? <laughs> I must be qualified because they'll rent this machine to anyone. <laughs> you want to see how this goes sideways? Vote for me on Twitter and a reenactment of my silly mistake will air during the national championship game. You know what else? You can wear my tools. Then maybe I'll stop DIYing and I'll find another passion that I'm no good at. So the people who wrote these things in are also giving up some object of theirs, supposedly, although mm -hmm. I'm sure that Allstate is just going to yeah. buy you some tools. Right. If I'm sure you're made you whole. Um, you know, after I described this and set this up, I think that the campaign is maybe less egregious than I originally thought. It I just, didn't love that. It took me a long time to figure out what the hell he yeah. was talking about in these commercials. I think it really helped that you teed it up pretty, yeah. pretty uh, you know, in a detailed way for us. I had to watch a whole bunch of these. Here, I'm going to skip ahead to actually the last one. I thought this one... 
if I'd seen this one first, it might have made the most sense. This was sent in by Juliana Patterson, and I again, I think it'll be self-explanatory. Hi, I'm Juliana Patterson. I was getting ready for work when I thought, what's that sound? I better check it out. Now, I should say that he uh, he's bending down towards a toilet. While he's in, drying his, while he's he drying was drying his, his hair. hair. Yeah. He's got a bathrobe on. Like he's a woman getting ready for for whatever. Yeah. Check it out. You want to see how this doesn't work out? Vote for me on Twitter. And a mostly accurate rendition of this DIY mishap is going to air during the national championship game. Act now and you can win my tools because, come on, I'm the last person who should have them. So Juliana has tools as well, this is, apparently. Are they all are they all tool related? Yeah, and they're just so. This is um, such a strange. Uh, you know what? It's there's, so complicated. There's a number it? of things that are wrong with this. One, they need to get you further into the story. Like all they've shown so far is, I have a I have a piece of equipment, or I'm mm-hmm. about to undertake a a thing. But like, they need to get it further along towards the disaster. This one is even worse. Take a listen. Leanne's another. dad, and I feel a bad case of ambition coming on. My wife is redoing the bathroom, says I'm not handy enough to help. But my coffee mug has my confidence racing. Let's see how handy I can be. You want to see this spin out of control? Vote for me on Twitter and a dramatized exaggeration of this real situation will air during the national championship. He he grabs some sort of a, um, I I think it's a snake tool maybe or a big drill or something. Yeah, I can't tell. Um, But anyway, yeah, that's the thing. You're supposed to vote for which one of those you want to see turned into an actual commercial. I don't know which one won. I should have looked that up. What's the fourth one? Do we really want to? The fourth one was Caleb, right? Here, yeah, do it. that one. He was uh, standing outside with a very, very large. I also feel like chainsaw. Dean Winters is like not all in on no, this. No, he sounds out of breath. He sounds like me hosting this show. Hi, I'm Caleb Goff. Something tells me this might be too much tool, but that something's going to have to talk louder over all this noise. You want to see how all this goes down? Vote for me on Twitter. An overstated interpretation of this actual story aired during the national. An overstated interpretation caref- of this actual story. They're really careful to tell you that it's going to be a, mm-hmm. a silly, you know, exaggerated version of the truth, like which is irrelevant and not interesting and slows down what what little narrative they've got going. You feel like for there's themselves. some legal language in yes, there. Yes, it feels like, it feels yeah. careful. It feels like like too, it's somehow too much and not enough. Mm-hmm. And that's what they say about me. <laughs> you know, I've been um, swapping between two different songs to introduce this segment. Maybe we should put that to a vote. It would be appropriate, but I don't want to. I like them both. I like them both. I want to stick with them both. But yeah, uh, let's dig into some BT dubs here. Show you a couple of commercials that I uncovered on these VHS tapes that I found at a garage sale. These are from the 90s, as most of them have been. That was a pretty um, pretty big time for the VCR. Yes. I thought you were going to say it was a pretty big time for Steven Weber. It was which a I huge time for also Steven true. Weber. I mean, yeah. I think that probably the golden age of Steven Weber is still yet to come. That's really? What I, be- that's I a, believe that. Oh, that's a bold prediction. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Bold prediction. Wings was just an appetizer, my okay. friend. Okay. Um, right. So, Steven Weber, of course, from the TV show Wings, and as you said before, Sleep Easy Hutch Rhymes. I mean, do I have to say any more? Most people He had know a great it. cameo, or, or he had a great uh, guest role on Party Down. He did. Yeah, he plays a Russian mobster. Right, and he plays in the good version of The Shining, the made-for-TV version of The <laughs> yeah, Shining. According to one Mr. Stephen King. Exactly. But anyway, uh, he was really leaning into his very sarcastic Stephen Weber, very 90s-like, yes. eye-rolly guy. And all these commercials, I found two in this campaign. I'll bet you there were a lot more. These commercials are for Horizon Air, which is kind of a local slash regional carrier here and this is the 90s right yeah was it regional or was it just like a discount was it like JetBlue or one of those I feel like Horizon was connected to or it certainly is connected to um, Alaska Airlines now oh okay and in one of these commercials they even talk about like flying flying to Portland or something it sounds like it was kind of regional Um, and 
I feel like maybe he's supposed to be in air in an airplane hangar in I mean, these commercials instead of. I a assume big, he was hired because of his wings. That makes sense like too. Association. Yeah, and the backdrop for these things are very like kind of '90s industrial looking, like when it's just kind of the idea of a story that you're telling. But in the background, it's like it's very like everything is exposed, sure. and this like, seems like it's again maybe a hangar, maybe a warehouse, unclear. Um, but Stephen Weber, just in front of a couple of like kind of glaring lights, like movie set lights or whatever, is talking directly to us he's wearing like a barn jacket because it was 1996 and um, he's going to tell us about a very special innovation that the folks at Horizon Air have come up with behind me is an ultra sophisticated piece of equipment from Horizon Air the other airlines were to find out about this well I don't have to tell you we call it a cart you put your bag on it just before you board your horizon air flight and then somehow magically it's waiting for you on a cart when you get off it's like check baggage without having to check it do you know how much time you save i do does he say i do because he was in wings i don't get the it's i a, do i don't either it's a strange are you gonna tell me steven uh, yeah, how much is it a lot I mean, I'm assuming it's a lot. I love that they took something that is really like a function of like what a down market discount kind of provider they are. Mm -hmm. And they're like, that's not a bug. It's a feature. Yeah. Yeah. And but although it is kind of look appealing, like knowing that your 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 bags are not going through all kinds of machinations. I have a longstanding gripe with, you know how when if you fly these days, like inevitably they have oversold the flight and they're always begging you to check your bag, to gate check your bag. And my feeling is like, I will happily gate check this bag if you give it to me at the gate mm-hmm. when I land. Yeah. What I I am fine not taking it on the plane with me and having it in the overhead. If you need your overhead space, God bless. You can have it. But give me my motherfucking bag when I get off the plane because what I am trying to avoid is standing in front of a revolving like conveyor belt waiting for my bag to maybe or maybe not come off the plane. So if you want me to gate check it, you better gate give it back to me. I am sure what you just said was interesting, but I wasn't listening because... I don't know how to describe this next commercial. I've been thinking about it all day. I've been dreading this part of the show. I really talked before about how he's in this huge warehousey kind of space, right? And so we're going to see two different tableaus sort of set up in this space, okay? And it's an interesting thing. Like, it's almost like, it almost reminds me of like in the 90s if I went to go see some like, improv comedy show or, or like like some sort of like very small budgety play or something like that like you see all the space around it but then they just put the idea of a set out there sort of and in the first set we see a woman sitting on what are pretty recognizably airport seats yes. like she's a businesswoman and she's waiting for her flight or she's she's probably got a layover but it's like or something an, like but that. it's like an experimental theater set where in, they're just out in the exactly. middle of nowhere and for some reason look in the background there's just like a big smiley face like the other props are just shoved back there yeah or it's as if it's like a sound stage that's kind of half in use yeah and it's kind of interesting actually yeah. i don't know why you're going feels for very this 90s now. of course the lighting is very 90s, 90s. yeah very blue um blue and gray um but she looks absolutely miserable she's like falling asleep on these uncomfortable air airport benches or whatever but we're cutting between that scene and another scene that is set up again very kind of sparsely right yes. only now we see a domestic scene we see like it's uh, a little kitchen and a dining room table and we see an adult man and two little kids in an empty chair and they're all having dinner together there's even a cute dog in the background and as you might guess this woman who is stuck in the pretend airport in the other scene should be in this other chair having dinner with her pretend family, right? <laughs> yes. Clear as mud. Take a listen to this. If you travel on business around the Northwest, you want to spend less time waiting for your flight to leave and more time with your loved ones. Okay, quick pause here. First of all, he says specifically the Northwest. Yes, you were totally right. Also, this is as close to the Twin Peaks music as you can get without using the Twin Peaks music, and I'm unclear why you would use Twin Peaks well, music. Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest and... But like air, like it just doesn't, it just seems so creepy to me. Yes. I'm not saying it's a great choice, but I think that's the thinking. Yeah. I guess it's it's the Northwest and, and they're advertising that. And, it was and the 90s. It was the 90s and Twin Peaks was still very big then. And I'm trying to think, when did that actually air? Was that Early like 91 90s, to yeah. 90? 
two or three or something like that. So anyway, here we are. And by the way, get get ready. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's going to be a real twist here, okay? If you travel on business around the Northwest, you want to spend less time waiting for your flight to leave and more time with your loved ones. Okay, now we see Well, you're not wrong about that ones. Twin Peaks music. Oh, right? That's why Horizon Air has more flights than any other airline in the Northwest. So you can spend less time here. Now we see the woman trying to sleep on these uncomfortable benches. And more time here. Now he's back in the kitchen. And she magically appears at the kitchen table with the family. But keep listening. Touching. Isn't it? Mister, that's not our mom. What? Did I mention Horizon Air also gives you a free morning paper? Paper. Then at the end, he just says, did I tell you that he tries they give to, you like, a free morning paper as if like, okay, I'm going to make up for my mistake. He starts sort like, of mugging and doing bits yeah. to try to like assuage the awkwardness paper. of him magically yeah. bringing a woman into a set of a family that is not her family. Here's what I like most. There's actually as much as there's a lot of hate about that commercial. Yeah. Probably starting and ending with Steven Weber um, and his like mugging shit. I hate yeah. that. Um, I do kind of like the the background. Like I keep on talking about this like kind of half finished open space vibe. But I like the fact that they made the, the business person a woman. I was going to say the same thing. I think it wasn't the, a woman at home with dinner waiting yes, for her man to come. It could home. have easily been that. And I think it really is telling that it was sort of a newer, younger company that thought that, that like that gave some thought to like, what's the story we're telling here? Who are we talking to? Mm-hmm. Um you know how does it play having a a man travel which is everybody so that's the stereotype it would be totally expected but having a woman be the traveler and a mother and, and the and specifically and a, a business traveler a wife and mother yeah. who's a business traveler i think it's great and i think it really shows some thought and some some insight too yeah and so you were saying you like your bags gate checked or not <laughs> everybody's talking at me I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind I feel like I've been blabbing way too much today and I'm kind of losing my ability to host a podcast, I feel like. Maybe over the course of years, but certainly over the course of this show. Um, so I'm just going to stick to one email that we got from um, listener Mike. I mentioned these at the top of the show. Mike says, have you all seen the new USAA commercials with Rob Gronkowski? I think I remember you liking the original one where he's trying to convince a customer service representative on the phone to let him into the military-only insurance company. I can only... It just joined the military, Gronk. Like, yeah. He, he's at this like, point. He's got these stolen Valor ads. <laughs> <laughs> where really he's does. like trying to get the USAA discount, but he can't get it because he wasn't in the military. And I got to say, the one is kind of charming. He comes off as a real simpleton. And yes. the one where it ends with him saying, because I think the customer service rep says, I'm like, well, you have to be a member I'm of the special, special services or something. And he says, I'm special. Yeah. And it's kind of like right on the line. Yeah, um, we talked about that before. But anyway, Mike sent in these two. The first one is retired. You know what? I'm going to skip the retirement home one. That's fine. It's um, Rob Gronkowski. For some reason, he's hanging out in a retirement home. He overhears uh, a couple of I mean, women. He's retired. Yeah, that is true. I wonder. I guess that is that the joke there. Maybe. I guess that is the joke I there. I guess that's the joke. And one of the more older women in the home is talking about how her daughter, I believe, is a sailor, and so he's at the, he's at the next table in the arts and crafts room drawing the USAA logo. <laughs> and uh, really, I mean, really I'd love to know. I'd love yeah. to be a fly on the wall in the room where they're ta- where he's talking with his agent about like. What's his brand? Right, you exactly. Know? Let's go dumber and dumber. Just he's so dumber game. And dumber. He, he is he's game. charming. And look, though. I'm sure Rob Gronkowski's not a dumb guy. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's, you know, especially erudite, but like, you don't get to be where he is in life in in a number of arenas, being an absolute idiot. Um, but like, I am really curious, like how, like wh- where is the line between like his real persona <laughs> yeah. and his public persona? Yeah. I think that I I love that they brought this back for another kind of season of, you know, like another yeah. like, football season's worth of ads. This next one, as Mike says, is way funnier. The retirement one is fine, but this one he's in. He's just like leaving a grocery store. Right. And he's got he's got two bags of groceries under his arms. and He sees a woman. It turns out you kind of notice later that she's there with her whole young family. It's like kind of a younger woman. She's holding a newborn baby. 
I don't know when the baby was born. Maybe she even says he's nine months. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, this woman is holding a baby. A small baby. A, a small baby. And uh, also her husband is there as well. And you'll hear him kind of near the end. And he's confused. This woman and Rob Gronkowski have this whole conversation and the husband doesn't know who Gronk is. And he asks who he is at the end. Um, but... Rob Gronkowski is walking by and he says, oh, I've oh, man, I hope I have one of those someday. And the woman assumes that uh, Gronkowski is talking about her little uh, baby who actually might be a daughter. Um, and he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the baby. I'm talking about that bumper sticker on your car. Oh, I love to have one of my own someday. Thanks. She's nine months. Say hi. Oh, I was talking about your USAA bumper sticker. I tried everything to get a membership. Uh, yeah. My dad served in the Marines. He passed membership down to me. I'll pass it to her. Wow. That's a lucky kid. Who's he? That's Grunk. Oh, the I'm special guy. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that. You, you never, you said you'd seen this in the background I before, must but you didn't know about it. that joke, right? Yeah, I, that is the part where I gronked. I was a, by myself. I left, I let out a bark. That is a great joke, and it's it's very self-aware. Yes, um, for the company for the and company. the actor. Yeah, I think it's really funny. I like everything about this ad. I like- It's a very cute family. I, it's a very adorable family. It's, um, I love the joke of the way he specifically says, I hope to have one of my own someday. And he's talking about the USAA bumper yeah. sticker. That's a pretty good joke. It's not groundbreaking, but it's a pretty good joke to get things rolling. And then from an advertising perspective, more than any other ad, I know very specifically yes. what the pitch is. It's You didn't even have to serve, but it's passed down in the family, which is a great specific and it can, selling and point. And multi-generational. And this was the yeah. perfect way to tell that story. Yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's a very smart. I think you're absolutely right. It's a good pitch. It's a good little story. All the performances are good. It's the, the, the also like talking about uh, kind of reversed stereotypical gender roles. It's the the wife and mother who knows who Gronk is, but right. the husband is just like has no idea that he's a football player. He only knows a callback to an earlier campaign. Yeah, it's got it all. God bless. Good job, USAA. That's what I you can sell anything. All right, got to get out of here. I'm having technical issues with my computer today. I'm having brain issues with my brain technical today. Technical issues with your brain. I'm having gronk issues <laughs> with my brain today. Well, then let me invite Please, you. Please, get us out of here. I'm saying listener. no more. All right, listener, call us. Uh, leave us a jingle. Tell us uh, how you're feeling. Just anything. Call us at 607 607- Four 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 five five nine seven. Again, that's six zero seven four 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 five five nine seven. You can email us at after these messages show at gmail. Visit us on the YouTube page. Visit us on the Facebook group. Uh, we'd love to see you in all of those places, and we will talk to you next Tuesday.